Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, your host. With me, as always, on the East Coast, the coast with the most, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. Yeah, what, what, what is the most, though? What do we have, the most people? Is that it, or what? People, snow, bugs, humidity. Yeah, all right. I agree with all those things. That works? All right, good. Yeah, that works. Pulled all that out of my ass. So, so Matt, um, what, so movie Mike, are uh, what, what, what movie are we reviewing, or you just want me to get into it? You just want me to go? Well, Mike, for what it's worth, I'm sorry for everything. Why are you sorry for everything? That is a quote from the movie that we are talking about today. Uh, directed, starring the one, the only Mr. Clint Eastwood, and that is The Mule. The Mule 2018, because apparently there's three, at least two other movies. Uh, one that came out in 2014 and one that came out in 2013. I'm sure there's probably even more than that, too. Yeah. All right, Mike. So uh, do what you do best. All right. So uh, we're talking about The Mule. Uh, This is starring, or this is directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, It is written by uh, Sam. Well, I guess it's it's, um, inspired by a New York Times article, The Sinaloa Cartel's 90-Year-Old Drug Mule, which is uh, written by Sam Dolnick, and it was actually written by Nick uh, Schnick. I probably messed that up, but... No, I think that that's how you say it. Um, It's starring Clint Eastwood, uh, Bradley Cooper, Teisa Farminga, uh, Michael Pena, Allison Eastwood, Andy Garcia, Lawrence Fishburne, Diane West, um, and... It is about, uh, I kind of already told you, it's a 90-year-old horticulturist and World War II veteran is caught transporting $3 million worth of cocaine through Illinois for a Mexican drug cartel. All right, Mike. So I'm going to let you go first on this one because you saw this actually before me. Uh, we flip-flopped kind of what days we saw which movies. So uh, let's just do that here. Mike... Go for it. Tell our four lit- listeners what you oh. thought about the mule. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, Matt. We have one more listener. I just want to give a shout out to Nick uh, out in Oregon. He he's uh, We now have a new dedicated listener in Oregon. So, um, When the hell yeah. did that happen? Because I, I, I sent that shit out to everyone that was part of the groomsmen party. And Nick is uh, following through. Nice. Yes, Welcome. Yes. Yeah, he, he said he, he listened to one of our reviews and he actually went to the movie and he agreed with our review. I don't nice. know which movie and I don't know <laughs> which podcast, but anyway. <laughs> Dude, now you're going to have to ask him. That's pretty cool. Well, I texted him on Thanksgiving and I never got a response, so I don't know if he lost my number or what. But I texted him and I said, uh, Nick, this one's for you. But I texted him and said, Happy Thanksgiving, uh, Nick, a.k.a. Cole. So... Okay. If you're if you're wondering where the hell that text came from, that was me, brother. Okay, 
All right. All right, Mike. So for Nick, how? what's your opinion of The Mule? Uh, so I really like this movie. Um, I think even – so Clint Eastwood now is uh, 88, I believe, years old. And so he was actually playing a character who's a couple years older. But, I mean, he's old and he's like an old man kind of like walking around and stuff. But I really just loved his charisma. His, it just comes off on the screen like he's just kind of a, a likable character and he grows on all these other characters in this movie. And it's kind of it was kind of neat to see that. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I also liked his jabs at technology and stuff. And it was, um, I don't know, man, I really like this movie. It, it's, it's pretty much a feel good movie. Like you feel pretty good afterwards. I mean, it has some sad moments in it for sure, but, uh, I don't know. I liked, I like kind of the overall message about family's more important than work. That was, to me, that was, um, the main message. And I don't know. I just, I thought it was really good. The cast was good. Um, I mean, you, I kind of got the gist of the story in the trailer. You know, he's he's kind of a guy who fell on hard times and doesn't have anything else to do, and he doesn't mind driving. And so he, and I don't want to give away too much, but he has a background of driving, so, the character, so. Well, yeah. one thing I found interesting was how the trailer is a little bit misleading, it makes it seem like it's this really big hardcore drama almost on the vein of probably my favorite Clint Eastwood movie I would say and this is probably the best one since that movie that he's done was uh Gran Torino I absolutely love that movie yeah no it, I I, dev, I definitely even compared this when someone asked me what it was about I said it's like another good Gran Torino type movie now, they're not the same. Definitely not the same, but... No, they're not the same at all. But the trailer is cut to make it seem like it's more dramatic than it really is. Uh, it, Not to go off on the trailer a little bit, but I went in thinking this movie was going to be more like Gran Torino, and it really kind of wasn't. It was, but it wasn't. The story's similar, but how it was executed was completely different. I thought things were going to end differently. I thought the story was going to be told differently. Um, I didn't know what was going in. I didn't know the true story behind it. I never read the New York Times article. I probably sh I mean, uh, New York Times Magazine article. Excuse me. Uh, I should have uh, read it, but because uh, uh, part of the actual story took place in Arizona. I guess the guy either got caught or transported through Arizona a few times. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. So anyways, uh, I enjoyed this film. I did think it was a very good movie. Uh, again, I don't think it's his best work. I also don't think it's his worst work. I would say it is above average Clint Eastwood. Uh, the story was good. It was entertaining. It was not what I thought. Um, it drags here and there because it is a movie about driving. But some of the things that they go through and express, there's lots of lessons to be learned throughout the entire film, including the end of the film. Uh, you know, it, there is that whole family first kind of thing. But as you see, you know, not to ruin it in the film, I mean, but I guess you pretty much get it from the trailers. He's not that close with his family to begin with when he starts running drugs and things. 
and actually running the drugs brings him closer to his family because he has the money to do what he wants with it. So there's that message, but then the whole time the movie's trying to tell you the opposite, and so it's interesting, I guess is a yeah. good way to put it, on yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lessons. Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought Clint Eastwood still, I mean, as old as he is, he's still able to carry, because the entire movie is essentially just him. There's For a the little most bit part, of, yeah. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of uh, ancillary characters, you know, throughout, but it's mostly just him, and I thought he did a great job of just... Oh, yeah, I'm not arguing against that fact. He always is a very, very good actor. I mean, going all the way back to probably the best Western ever done, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I mean, I freaking... I love his acting. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. No, I, one of my favorite movies by Clint Eastwood, uh, besides, like, the spaghetti westerns, is um, I, I just love Unforgiven. Yeah, Unforgiven was phenomenal. That's another yeah. really good film. Yeah. But anyways, dude, you need to watch Deadwood. I, I need to finish watching Deadwood, but you need to watch Deadwood. It is okay. so good. I, right. I, I've kind of been getting into it, you know, because of the Red Dead Redemption thing, but I actually started watching it before Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. But I, I've that's a phenomenal Western movie done by HBO, and I should have watched it years ago when it first came out, and I wanted to watch it, but there's just so much, man. There's so much yeah, content. Yeah, no, I know. I, I wanted to watch it, too, and I just got caught up and never watched it, but I've, I've always heard that it's really good. So yeah, maybe we, we can both get on it and then maybe we'll have like a special something to talk well, about it. I don't know. Here's one here's one reason why I'm personally trying to get through it um in time, but there is a made for TV movie coming out that's going to be kind of the wrap up for Deadwood because from my understanding it really kind of ends not in a great spot. It kind of leaves a cliffhanger kind of thing at the end of uh the the TV series of Deadwood and they did a made for movie obviously I mean, not made for movie, made for TV movie for HBO to end it. And it's coming out, I don't know, I think this next year it's coming out. So I kind of want to power power through it, and then we could sit down and actually review that. That would be cool. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, I will try and get some time and just kind of, yeah, go through it. It's tough, man. There's so much out right now. There's so much, and it just keeps getting more and more. And it's not like... There's so much b- mediocre stuff. It's there's so much really good content out there now. I mean, really yeah, good. Yeah, um, Mags and I just started watching uh, the um, the marvelous Miss Maisel season two, and it, it's awesome. Like season one, we watched just recently, and so we just season two just came out, and we started watching season two, and it just man keeps on rolling. What a show! Um, yeah, that's an I need interesting to, show. Yeah, I need to watch that, man. You keep telling me to watch that, and I also need to finish the uh, uh, Jack Ryan show on Amazon Prime too. God, there's so much. Oh, dude, yeah, the Jack Ryan show was I'm really well done, done, man. Really yeah. well done. I'm almost done. I have like two more episodes, and I'm done with it. Man, they spent so much money on that movie or that show because it's like dude. every episode was like a movie. It was it's, like so well done. It's really good so far as much as I've watched. Anyways, I don't want to get too much off topic, but, you know, talking about Clint Eastwood and Westerns, it's kind of hard not to talk about Westerns and Clint Eastwood. So, anyways, 
But yes. this this movie, the accuracy of it to the real story, I read a little bit of the true story of Leo Sharp, who is the the real gentleman this movie is based around. Uh, he actually did drive a Lincoln, a black Lincoln pickup truck. That's what he ran his drugs in. Wow. Yeah. Which was pretty interesting. And then um, he was a horticulturist in real life. He huh. actually has a daylily that he uh, is world-renowned for and is named after him because he was really known for hybridizing uh, new breeds of flowers. Oh, wow. So a lot of what they kind of showed in the movie, they didn't go into a lot of his horticulture horticulture stuff too much i mean they they touch on it um that he was prolific but they didn't really explain like hybridization and all that stuff but that's cool yeah but he uh he passed away in december 12th 2016 um he was in prison but they released him after serving only a year because of health problems and how he was dying but he only got three years for all the drug running. And I'll explain that later when we get into spoilers, why he only got three years, because uh, it okay. definitely spoils the whole movie. Uh, okay. So, all right. All right. That's cool. So anyways, all right. On, on that note, Mike, are you ready? Yeah, man, I'm ready. All right. How does the mule relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So the mule is a fairly easy one to relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we have Bradley Cooper, who is Rocket in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 1 and 2 and the Avengers Infinity War. And then we have Michael Pena, who is in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp. And then we also have, just for kicks, Lawrence Fishburne, who was in uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. So... There was tons of relations. This one was fairly easy for me, which is good. I like easy ones because there's been a lot of hard ones. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. Matt, you know, (laughs) we... What we should do is we should have you recording of that for for you just... And we should just throw that in there um, every time that... Like, sometimes when you miss them, we'll just put them... And we'll just edit it in. That's what she said. <laughs> but then I got to spend more time editing, and I don't know if I can do that. Maybe when I'm not as busy, I could do that. Okay. All or right, you know right. what? I'll just get the Michael Scott one from the office and just throw it in. You know? Oh, yeah. That would not, I, And not would, like one would, of the regular we ones. To, we'd be able to do that, right? Oh, yeah. It's less than eight. It's less than 30 seconds. We get away with the MCU thing, and it's mostly because it's less than 30 seconds. But yeah, I could grab it and I'd pick one where, like, one of the ones where he was, like, yelling, that's what she said. That would be pretty funny. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's a good idea. That would be funny. I think I'm going to have to do that. Okay. Sorry, I just created more work for you. (laughs) Damn it, Mike. There's another Um, good one. I use that. I say that one a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So go ahead. Explain. We are now in our spoilers. Okay, so, uh, you know, I... Just tell everybody, be like, hey, hey, 
we're getting to our spoilers. If you haven't seen the mule or you don't want it spoiled, like I know people that'll listen all the way through that don't care that it's spoiled, but here's your warning. Mike is going to spoil the hell out of it because it's Mike and that's what he does. Okay. So yes, uh, as Matt has stated, I am going to spoil it <laughs> a little bit and it's cause that's Mike and that's what I do. Yeah, I know. Except for <laughs> I'm the one that always does it. You hardly ever spoil it compared to me. That's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed this movie and, um, it, it's interesting how some of the stuff went down with like, um, the truck stuff and, uh, I don't know if he really got pulled over. Like there's a, there's a part in the movie where he gets pulled over and, or he doesn't get pulled over. A cop stops to like a courtesy check just to be like, Hey, you having problems with your vehicle? And he just realizes that he's carrying, um, cocaine and he just like opened a bag and then they, of course it's a police officer as a um drug dog or and so then he has this creative way of putting uh some bin gay on his hands to try and screw up the dog's nose which i don't know if that would work but i mean i think it does have quite a pungent smell so it might it might distract him a little bit i don't know dude he shoved that freaking bin gay like in his snout like he yeah. shoved that shit in there. I was like, yeah. "Wow, yeah." Um, I enjoyed my luck. I, my luck, I would have lost a hand. Yeah, there's also a part in this movie which I thought was really cool, and they didn't need to do it, but I liked that I saw it being done. Was the uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's character uh, Earl Stone stops on the side of the road to help uh, uh, these two people who have a um, flat tire. Yeah, the family and that he, has the yeah, flat tire. Uh-huh. Yeah, the family that has a flat tire, and um, there, uh, there's some African Americans, and he, he calls them Negroes, and they're like, "No, no, we don't go by that. We, we, we for black people's fine." He's like, "Really?" And I thought that was kind of a funny <laughs> moment. But he also just ripped on the guy for like, "Did your dad teach you how to teach uh, change a tire?" And he's like, "No." Yeah, he's like, he said well, something I'll to help, help you out. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and and it shows it was he wasn't that young of a guy. I would say he was probably in his late twenties, early thirties, and he's walking around holding up a cell phone, trying to get a signal so he can watch a video on YouTube on how to change a flat tire. Yes, no, I thought that he's was not funny, even like dude. trying to call someone. He's like, I'm trying to watch a video how to do it. And he's and that's when Clint Eastwood chimes in about you know how what your daddy never taught you. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and it, I thought it was funny. He's all, man, everybody just has to go look on the internet, like hit the internet for every question. He's like, here, and he's like, I'll help you out. And it sounded like, because I mean, he's an old man. I think he was just going to point and tell him. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't show that part exactly, but you got the idea. I just thought that was funny, but I, I also thought it was kind of cool that he stopped and and was doing that. And at the same time, during the during the movie, he's he's being. Um, tailed or whatever kind of by the cartel to make sure that he's going on the route that they want him to but he's not doing it at all right <laughs> it's, yep. it's hilarious yeah the uh, drug the drug uh boss sent one of his uh generals like one of his second or third in command to go down there not just like a normal guy but like one of his higher up guys to figure out what's up with this old guy and why is he so good at this shit and follow him because I guess they were getting into the uh, the 200 kilogram range of how much uh, 
cocaine he was running. So now we're getting into the millions of dollars worth of drugs <laughs> that he's yeah. transporting. Yeah, yeah. He kept he just kept transporting more and more, and they kept giving him more money, but like. Uh, I don't think it was quite proportional to the amount that he was actually oh, no. transporting. But um, the the thing was, he just took these back roads, and there's a couple times where there's some run-ins with police and stuff, and he's just able to talk his way out of it because he's like an old man, and no one suspects this old, old man. Like, nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive, especially because he's just, you know, like, God... Uh, like in Gran Torino, this one deals with race a lot. And there's one scene in particular where they stop in the Midwest and it's like the heart of the Midwest. And they're the only Mexican guys for miles. And someone calls the cops on the Mexican guys. And the cop shows up and asks, what the hell are you doing here? Kind of thing. And he even has his hand on his gun and everything. And Clint Eastwood intervenes and, you know, gives the guys buckets of popcorn and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He sends the police guy in his very odd way. He sends him away with like buckets of like corn that he had, like he fundraiser popcorn. Yeah. Like caramel popcorn or something. Yeah. yeah. And he says that the two Mexicans are working for him. He picked him up at the Home Depot. Yeah. And I was was like, dude. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's hilarious, but it's, it's pretty messed up too at times. A lot like Gran Torino, you know? Yeah. But, all right, so here's a, here I'll get into the little tidbits about the true story of Leo Sharp. Um, he was running drugs for 10 years. He ran drugs from 2001 until 2011 when he was caught in, Mis- in Michigan by a coordinated effort, much like what they did in the movie. I don't know if it was exactly to this T, but it was the Mis- Michigan State Police along with the DEA who coordinated to arrest him. So Bradley's Cooper is based on a real person as well. Um, oh, okay. Bradley Cooper's character is based on a real person. There we go. I'll, I'll learn how to talk eventually. eventually. So do you remember at the end here? Here's some good spoilers for you. Uh, yeah, I'll go this way and then I'll go back. I'll backtrack a little bit. At the end, he's sitting in court and he basically stands up and says he's guilty and throws up his hands and just admits his faults and goes to jail. Yes. In true life, the lawyers thought that he was developing dementia and all these other things. And you know one of the arguments that they were saying about how um, his kind nature was taken advantage of and things like that? Yeah. That, according to the Wikipedia article, a lot of that was his defense on why he only got three years when he was sentenced. On top of it, he was uh, 88, I think, when he was sentenced. So when he was actually running drugs, he was he was younger than Clint Eastwood was in the movie. Oh, so he would have been just late 70s, early yeah. 80s, I guess, when he yeah, got arrested. He was, he was in his 70s and his early 80s, yeah. When he got arrested, yeah, still really old, but still, yeah, it'd be like it'd be like you know my parents running drugs now, which is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he was he was good at it, and he's driving across the country, which you know, like man, that's kind of tr- tough. Um, in the movie, they showed him going to Illinois all the time, but I think maybe in real life it was Michigan. So Michigan's it, farther, right? 
Right. And, and he was but going. Also, in the movie, they show him leaving El Paso. In real life, he was driving through Arizona. Oh, okay. So maybe it's about the same. It's distance pretty close, it's but different states. You know, but. Clint Eastwood is hooked on uh, on Chicago. Although, um, uh, Grant Trino, I think, took place in Detroit, didn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be downtown Detroit, and yeah. it was kind of showing the the deterioration of like the auto industry going away. And he he was a retired auto worker of some sort. I don't know if they ever really said. Well, he worked. He worked. In a, yeah, he worked at one of the auto plants. Yeah, That's well, the Grand Trino is what I believe it's a Ford car, so he would have worked for Ford. Yeah, but um, anyway, so. Uh, I think in this movie they even point out his license plate is Illinois and he's from Peoria, Illinois, and things like that. But eh, whatever. So yeah, um, according again, going back to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, the cartel, the Sinaloa cartel, used Leo Sharp to transport drug proceeds in excess of two million dollars per return trip from Michigan to Arizona in the same truck. So. When he was going back down to pick up a new shipment, he was taking money back. Oh, so he was running twice. And so they, he was they, doing they two never, runs. They right. never showed that in the in the movie. No. But I mean, that they, you got the point, right? He's yes. an old guy. Yes. He's going back and forth. Um, yeah. I don't think they had needed to have that in there. Sure, it might have helped a little bit. But I think in the movie and... Uh, I guess I'll get into it a little bit. Some of the things that surprised me, I really thought the trailer was going to be like, here's this old guy. He decided to run drugs a couple times. And the one time he does it, he gets, you know, the second or third time he does it, he gets caught. That's how it came across to me from the trailer. And that is clearly not what the true story is. And clearly not what this movie was. This guy was running drugs for a while in the movie. Yeah. It's only over a period of a year. In real life, it was a period over 10 years. But still, this guy was running drugs for a while. He knew what he was, he was doing. He knew the risks at this point. It wasn't, I'm in a bind. I need a few bucks. Yeah. You know? No, and no. So, I mean, even in the movie, it shows him he knows. He knows what he's doing after he goes and checks what it is one time. And, I mean, I think he knew anyway, but he, he, he confirmed it, you know, like, completely. And he was just like, well... I could use that money. So I think in, in in the movie, and I don't know if this is necessarily how it how it went down in real life, he tended to put that money to pretty noble causes. So he's very like philanthropy kind of like he, he got his VFW back up and stuff. And this is all in the movie, so I don't know if this is real or not. But put his granddaughter through college, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that was that was good. He got his home out of foreclosure, which was another good thing for him. He did buy himself a nice Lincoln pickup truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little out of character because I was like, man, that I like that little old truck. I was like, man, how many miles he got on that? It looked like it was. I know, right? That especially how he went and got a Lincoln. I was like, oh, this is so Hollywood. And then I read this article, and it's like, no, that's really what he drove. He got yeah. a pimped out Lincoln. I was like, man, that's like the last vehicle you would want to have for running yeah, drugs because it's kind of flashy. Yeah, he, I feel like it, it would stand out because if it was a black truck, just any model, that's okay, but not a Lincoln truck because yeah. those are like, there's like 10 of those on the road. Yeah, they're really rare. <laughs> the Lincoln pickup trucks are pretty rare. They're nice trucks. They're basically souped up F 150s. 
But still, it's like, come on, dude, just get a high-end F-150 that looks like a normal F-150 and it will, you would just blend right in. But no, Lincoln. <laughs> or get like a Raptor or something. At least those yeah. are more common. Yeah, those are those are pretty common over here. So No, they're, they're over here too. I mean, it's an expensive truck, but they still seem to be common. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. I guess everybody is just richer than me. I don't know. Anyways, so... Um, for the most part, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, there were some things here and there that bothered me. Uh, like, not so much bothered me, but I would say, like, the cinematography was, like, nothing special. Like, it wasn't bad, but it yeah. wasn't amazing. It was good. It worked perfectly fine, but it wasn't, like, knock my socks off kind of cinematography. The story was obviously very good. Um, the acting was very good. I I especially liked a lot of the side characters, like a lot of the uh, the Mexican gangsters and stuff. They oh all, yeah, I love how they come off all hard and badass, and then as the movie goes on and they get to know um, Clint Eastwood's character uh, Earl, uh, they're like just normal guys just doing. You know, it'd be like going to I don't know your everyday office job and be like, Hey, Jose, what's up, man? How's the family? And he's like, Oh, it's good. And my cousin, it, it just, it was really cool to see that kind of transition in those actors as well. And yeah, how no, I, well I they pulled it was, off. Yeah. So. I thought that was pretty cool. Cause he was like, Hey man, like I can't do texting or whatever. Cause I can't read the screen. Do you know, like, can you make something bigger? And the guy's like, yeah, I can help you. Like, yeah. but at first they were all like, like, do you know how to use a cell phone? Like they were really like harsh with them and stuff. Yeah. They were um, super hard gangsters. And then as the runs continue, you know, and I'm just applauding them because I like how they, these actors did that. And it, they were really believable. That here they're these badasses, but at heart, they're really not. They're just, you know, regular dudes trying to, you know, make their way through this world, too. And I, I thought they did a fantastic job acting. Yeah, I even liked the the handler guy who was just getting furious with um, Clint Eastwood's character going off um, off script. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see what his character was. Um... Oh, see, you got to have your Googles up. Oh, I know, man. I I have it, but I'm trying to figure out which character is. There's a lot of characters in the movie. Um, Was it Manny Montagna, who's Axel? I think so. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Anyway, uh, the the character who is like his handler, like the general or whatever, like right-hand man. Yeah, he's one of the higher-ups in the cartel. Yeah. And then there's a point in the movie where uh, Clint Eastwood pulls him inside and says, I think you should quit. Yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was really going to go somewhere, and it really didn't. Yeah, but I I, I think he, he just said his thing, and then he was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then after that, the character was different towards him. So, Well, and that was also... Um what, like a run or two after, maybe it was just one run, maybe it was two runs after that, Um, you know, the cartel gets overtaken, so. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple runs after that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. anyways, all right, well, Mike, uh, before we ramble on and on too much. Yeah, that's true. Mike, how many reels do you give Clint Eastwood's 2018 The Mule? 
I'm going to give it four reels out of five. I just like this movie. I, I don't know. It was just well done to me. And I, I didn't really know what I was going to get when I watched this movie and was very pleasantly surprised and would recommend seeing, seeing this movie for sure. I mean, you don't have to see it in the theater. I mean, it's no crazy action or anything. But, you know, if you're looking for a good movie, this this is a good movie. <laughs> Unlike our, our next movie that we're going to review, Matt. Yeah, but our I'll, movie I'll, for uh, Thursday. Oh, I Lord. Will, uh, I will let you uh, maybe introduce or, or tease that one. Okay. Well, so, uh, what, Mike, what, do you, what do you rate this? Um, I know I probably really should write down a five because uh, for you. Because when you say four, I know you really mean a five because you're just so harsh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and so, yes, that's that's, that's kind of true. Yes, and so I give it a four because I loved it. I thought it was a great movie, but again, it's not one you like you alluded to. It's not one you have to see in the theaters. It's great to see it in the theaters. I saw it on la- uh, Friday night here in Prescott, and it was a freaking packed house. And when I bought my ticket, it was not a packed house, so I was kind of shocked to walk in there and. It's packed, like literally sold out. And the only seat that's sitting there open is one seat in the middle of the theater that I bought because it was reserved seating. That was now, awkward. Now, now, Matt, I'm just going to ask real quick. Were you the youngest person in the audience? No, the dude sitting next to me was a high school kid. He was there with his parents. Okay. All right. All right. I was just wondering because I think in mine I was. Nice. No, <laughs> there was actually a good blend. I went on Friday night at like 8, 830, something like that to the uh, picture show here. Yeah, and it was a good mixture of people that were in there, um, but it was just awkward because, like, literally the whole theater's full, and I showed up. You know, it's reserved seating, so I literally showed up right when it started. Yeah, and I walk in, and every single seat is taken except for one, like literally in the middle of the theater, because I bought it. You know, two or three hours before the showtime, and no one had bought a ticket, and I was like, "Well, I guess it's not going to be sold out. I'll just sit like right in the middle. Screw it." Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And so I walk in and I sit like right in the middle and like everybody's like looking at me They're like, oh, oh, well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I could feel their tears of sadness like flowing over me as I was walking in there to sit down. It was horrible. Hey, man, Anyways. You, 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 you played the game and you won. Yeah, damn you, right you, I did. You, you, you were like, I'm going to get my ticket early. And I'm going to get a good seat. And all those people are like, man, who took that? Ah. And he comes in all late. Andy's alone. They're like, it's okay. He's alone. It's fine. Let him have his good seat. Life is really giving it to him. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, It's terrible. All right. So I give the mule, as I said, a four reels out of five, much like yourself. Oh, wow. We tied. Well, like uh, you said, my, yeah, mine might be. Yours, is, yours probably is higher because I think you liked this movie more than I did. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but I'm comparing, you know, I hate to compare it to other works of his, but I did. I really loved Gran Torino. I didn't think this was quite at that level. But again, he's done a lot of movies since 2008's Gran Torino. I definitely think this is his best film since that movie as well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I highly recommend you everyone go see this, but you don't have to see it in the theaters. If you uh, want to see it in the theaters, go for it. But there's nothing you know special. It's it's more of a uh, drama. It's more of a story. There's not 
big action sequences. It's not super pretty cinematography. There's not a real huge reason to see it in the theater, but if you want to and you can go, I did. I wasn't yeah. going to miss it. It's Clint Eastwood, man. I'm sorry. He's great. Yeah, and I I really feel like he doesn't have much time left and I'm just he's going to I I he's just going to die filming movies, man. Yeah, he's going to die like behind a camera or something. Yeah, editing or something like yeah. he's Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. So, anything else you want to add about the mule? No, man. I I think that's it. You you want to tease a little bit about our uh, upcoming review? All right. This Thursday is probably a movie that uh, some of you have heard about. They've been playing the trailers a lot. Um, it is not getting good reviews. The handful of people that are reviewing it, but I think you and I, Mike, made a wise choice on going and seeing, not seeing Spider-Man this week because everybody is freaking seeing Spider-Man and everyone is reviewing Spider-Man and everybody loves Spider-Man. And I know I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to freaking love it too. So you and I, we took a chance. Uh, I didn't, uh, maybe not we took a chance. I really thought this movie was going to be great based on the trailers, based on the cast that's in it, based on who did not write, I mean, who did not direct the movie, but they're playing it up like he directed the movie. He helped write it. And that is Mortal Engines. Yeah. uh, And I can say definitively, as Mike is alluding to with his groans, that this was not a good movie. And it is not worth you spending your money in the theater to go see it Unless you really, really want to see the special effects, because that's the one shining star that comes out of Mortal Engines. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd recommend it for that. But uh, we will get into that next yeah, week. We'll get into that and not next week. We're going to get into that this Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Sorry. This Thursday. The next episode. That's what I meant. Next yep. episode. Yep. And, and uh, what the question is, Mike, what episode number is that? Do you know? Um, is that 60? Oh, God, dude. You're not paying attention at all. I thought you no. would have pointed this out, and I really am sad I didn't bring this up. But guess what episode Hackers was? 69. 69, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. I did I did notice that. I forgot. I, I, I noticed it, and I forgot to mention it. Damn it. So we are recording episode 72 right now, The Mule. So that will make... Mortal Engines, episode 73. Okay. All right. Episode 73. Sorry, man. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's just I had to look it up, too. (laughs) I remembered Hackers was 69, though, and I was kind of disappointed after I was putting it up. I was like, oh, man, we didn't even make mention that it was 69. That was perfect for Hackers, too. Yeah, that was. Uh, We didn't even plan that out. It just worked out that way. All right, Mike. I'm done. Take us out. All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, and we'll catch you on the next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.